I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. A reading from Acts. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a target sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Yopa and bring Simon, who is also called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I, be- as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word <clears throat> of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us, when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was, that, that, who was I that I could hinder God? And then they heard this. They were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Anyone who is interested in becoming a Lutheran pastor goes through a lengthy process of evaluation, study, and training. At the very beginning of the process, the candidate is asked to talk about their sense of call to ministry. This is true also for those who enter diaconal ministry or who are associates in ministry. Candidates for ministry are asked to talk about their sense of call again and again. The story is so well rehearsed that by the end of the process, we have a special name for it, a call story. Every pastor, deacon, and associate has a call story. This morning, I would like to share my call story with you. I began the candidacy process while I was studying music education in college. 
The first time that I talked about my sense of call, I could only share a feeling that had been growing within me for many, many years. This feeling especially was amplified during my confirmation in eighth grade. My experience in confirmation was very powerful, and it left me with a burning desire to share God's love with others. However, I was completely against doing this through the church. Aside from sitting in the pews on Sunday mornings, I felt that the church was not the place I wanted to pursue any kind of a ministry because, through my eyes at the time, the church was too divided, too broken. So I tried to live out that sense of call as a music teacher. Over the course of my studies, I realized that what I was doing did not match up with that sense of call that I had. So I began to explore ministering in a more official capacity. As I explored my sense of call, I discovered that it had been with me much longer than I had realized. I thought back to a night in seventh grade when I lay awake reading my Bible and thinking, if this stuff really is true, I should work as hard at this as I work at my schoolwork. I thought back to the stories that I had written in sixth grade, stories that my teacher told me reminded her of the TV series Touched by an Angel. I thought back to the career project that I did in fifth grade, where I researched a pastor's work and lifestyle. I thought back to second grade when I had received my first communion. I came home, and the first thing I did was offer my dog communion. Of course, the dog could only have water and not grape juice. At least that's what my mom told me. As I thought back on each of these experiences, I realized that all of them lined up with a path for my future. And I have experiences that go back even earlier than those. Ones that left a great impression on my soul. One that has shaped my understanding of God's call for me in my life and for Christ's call for me today. A call story is a deeply personal story that comes into being through self-examination and discernment. Many of Jesus' disciples had a call story to share. And until now, all of those who were called were Jews. When they heard that Peter was proclaiming the word of God among the Gentiles, and when they heard that the Gentiles were accepting God's word, they were greatly alarmed. Gentiles and Jews generally hated each other, with a few exceptions. In the early church, the calling and the salvation of non-Jews like us was unthinkable. According to one account, Even Jesus himself believed that his mission was limited to his own people, saying, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Knowing this, we can better understand the criticism that Peter faced from the circumcised believers. They could not understand how he, one of Jesus' right-hand guys and one of the first to be called, could sit at the table with the godless Gentiles. 
Peter defended his actions by sharing a new call story with him, with all of them. The call story of a Gentile. Cornelius was going about his business one day when he suddenly saw an angel standing in his house. The angel said to him, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. So he sent three men to bring Peter to Caesarea, and Peter accompanied them along with six other disciples. As Peter spoke, the Holy Spirit fell upon Cornelius and his household in such a familiar way that Peter could not deny them the gift of baptism. He said, If then God has given the same gift that he gave to us when we first believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? Peter discovered that the work which we have been called to as church is the work of reconciliation, not just for the, to those we love, but even to those whom we hate or consider unclean. God makes no distinctions among us in Christ. All have been called according to God's purpose. Now, you and I often like to make distinctions among ourselves when it comes to ministry. Although such distinctions were more pronounced in the medieval church of Martin Luther's day than they are in ours, we sometimes still like to hold on to these distinctions. Often those who minister in official capacities are assumed to be holier people with a higher calling than the average church-going person. We often talk about ministry as if it belongs to the clergy alone, while the rest of us live in a secular world where the practical concerns of ordinary life are somehow separate from the presence and the work and the mission of God. This assumption is wrong. Cornelius' call story reminds us that God overcomes all of our divisions in Christ by filling us with the Holy Spirit. His story reminds us that we are all called to a common ministry of reconciliation, whether we are standing here in the pulpit or sitting in the pews. Although our gifts and our roles are different, the Holy Spirit calls each of us through God's word into this community of faith where reconciliation is our way of life. Like Cornelius, some of us received the word of God when we were adults, and we were compelled to receive the gift of baptism. Like Cornelius's household, some of us were brought to the font by someone else's faith. Whatever your personal story may be, you have been tapped out for a life of ministry in the waters of baptism. You have been set aside for God's reconciling mission in all of your relationships and in all of your works. 
You have been chosen to receive a down payment on your inheritance in Christ through this community of faith. We are in this together. And God has entrusted each of us with a small ministry of our own. Our calling is not of human origin. It comes to us through Christ, who first reconciled all flesh to God with his body on the cross. You are ministers. Yes, people of God, you are ministers. You are ministers with your own unique gifts, talents, and ministries. You are ministers in your homes and in your online communities. You are ministers in your schools and your places of work. You are ministers in the air and on the ground. As Martin Luther once suggested, every house is a church. Every guardian is a pastor. And every head of household is a bishop. You are called to the ministry of radical reconciliation within your families, among your neighbors, with your classmates or your colleagues, and through whatever work you put your hands to. Perhaps your call story is not as well rehearsed as a professional minister's. But each and every one of you has a call story. And if nothing else, you have been called to the life that is rooted in the living waters of baptism. These life-giving waters support our growth during major life transitions. When everything that is comfortable and familiar begins to shift, The promise of reconciliation with God and our call to a ministry of reconciliation is unchanging. Take a moment and consider the changes that lie on your horizon. Perhaps it's the transition from one school to another. Or maybe it's a transition from high school into the workforce. Or perhaps leaving everything that is comfortable and familiar for something new. Whatever transition you're anticipating next, God is calling you. God is equipping you. God is guiding you. All of this we have through our baptism into our Lord Jesus Christ. We were first reconciled to God and to one another through him in order that we might be dedicated to the work of reconciliation wherever we go and whatever we do. We change. The people around us change. The world changes. The gospel of Jesus Christ and our call in baptism remain the same. If you have have some time to consider over the next few weeks, Consider writing your your call story down. And even if you don't have the time to reflect on your call story, I encourage you to take it anyway. My call story is one of the greatest gifts that I have been given. 
And it is a story that is still being written. The Lord has been with you. The Lord is calling you. Your call story is being written still. The Lord has been with you and calling you your whole lives long. What comes next is up to God and up to you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.stTimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.